how I've been happy lately Thinking about the good things to come And I believe it could be Something good has begun Oh, I've been smiling lately Dreaming about the world at one And I believe it could be Someday it's going to come Cause out on the edge of darkness There I
be my pillow tonight and let me sleep in the coolness of your shadow in the silence of your dream darkness darkness hide my yearning for the things that cannot be keep my And a well-bred youth, he being a squire's son, and he did court an innkeeper's daughter, belonging to Northumberland. Go get me some of your father's gold, part of your mother's fee, and we will away to some foreign country. 
and married we will be. She went down to her father's stable. There stood horses thirty-three, and she picked out a milk-white steed, and he the fast-traveling gray. She mounted on the milk-white steed, he on the fast-traveling gray, and they rode until they came to a riverside. Three hours before it was day, a light, a light, my pretty fair maid, a light, a light, cried he. It's six pretty maidens have I drowned here, and you the seventh shall be. Take off, take off that silken gown. And hand it over to me, for I do think your clothing is too good for to rot in the salt, salt sea. If I do take off my silken gown and hand it over to you, why I do think it a very great wrong, a naked woman to view. I'll take off my silken gown, I'll lay it on the green, but before that I do, you false young man, you must turn your back on me. And when he turned his back around and faced yon willow tree, with all of the strength that this poor maiden had, she shoved him into the sea. Lie there, lie there, you false young man. Lie there instead of me. If six foolish maidens have you drowned here, go keep them good company. And as he rose, and as he sank, and as he rose, cried he, Oh, give me your hand, my pretty, pretty Polly, my bride forever you'll be. She mounted on the milk-white steed, she led the fast-traveling gray. She rode until she came to her father's house one hour before it was day. Now the parrot was hung in the window so high. Where have you been, cried he. I've been away to Scotland's bridge. Young Henry, he lies under the sea. Don't prittle, don't prattle, my pretty, pretty Polly. Don't tell no tales on me. And you shall have a cage of the very finest gold and be hung on an ivory tree.
That's uh, that's the Alman Brothers. <clears throat> Ain't wasting time no more. That's a that's a great song, man. <laughs> that was uh, that was dancing. Uh, and uh, had some air guitar going. Um, I don't know, not really. Sometimes you know, um, when it's like a really good song, and you think about. It takes you to another place. And maybe sometimes that's not even related to wh what the song is, you know. It's just it's just like it, it just uh, transports you, you know. It's uh, it's very uh, – that's a beautiful thing. Music, it does all kinds of shit. Uh, hey, this is Bug Out Square. It's Mutiny Radio on the corner of 21st and Florida in a beautiful mission where it's always flat and sometimes sunny. I'm not there right now. I'm in – I'm in the beautiful Bayview where it's um, it's uh, hilly, <laughs> but uh, I'm above sea level, and uh, I'm confident when this global warming thing takes hold and the sea level rises, um, 
of course, all the infrastructure will be destroyed, but you know, our we'll still be uh, above water here for a while. It's gonna it's gonna take a while. Maybe total um, ice melt, which you know I heard has, has happened before in the Earth's history. Imagine if there was no ice. Oof, no Florida. Uh, yeah, half of Texas gone. Be rough. Um, so yeah, hell of a week, huh? God, I don't know if you listen to this live. You're coming back to this like, I don't know what week was this. Well, this is a shit week. This is the week of uh, um, the um, transfer of uh, power. <laughs> power. Transfer of power. Yeah, people. Um, people like stormed in, I don't know, it was, it was pathetic, it was, it was embarrassing in in its, um, patheticness, it really was, aside from the fact that, uh, you know, people got killed and hurt and, and that, but it was just so obvious that, um, what it was it was just so it was just lack of thought and lack of feeling and just i don't know i don't know i know i know there's des- desperation in the world and there's desperation in this country there's a fucking lot of desperate people there's a lot of desperate people that are that don't have a ruse over their head or barely have a ruse over their head and barely have food in their stomachs that were um, stayed, <laughs> you know, during that. It's like, it's like, fuck you. Fuck you. All right? Uh, the good thing that things will, <laughs> things will move on and uh you know of course this is this is not the it end but um it was a nice little taster right of what of what it is of what what that is what is that you know i've always had like uh discussions with anarchists you know and and i'm not even gonna say these were anarchists but it's like come on um all right the absence of uh of government, um, you know, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't buy it. Uh, people are, are flawed. I mean, you can go to um, the, uh, to what China is, where it's just like billions of people, and they are all uh, towing the line and, and making a good life. You keep your head down, and you, you work your ass off, and will be rewarded um that's here in the states too if you want to do that um but it's you know there's there's no guarantees man and i'm just glad that i'm glad that it 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 showed its head i'm i i, I i'm not glad <laughs> said I was glad. Yeah, am I glad? 
not glad that it happened, but the fact that it did happen and and kind of really laid it out. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. I'm sorry, people got. Uh, oh man, I don't know. I know I'm sorry about shit, man. It's just like it's just fucked up and. Hey man, if you are you're stirring it and you're in there, it's I don't know. Fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> That's all I can say. Uh, and I'm not here, you know. I'm not here to uh, uh, put words to this. I'm just playing the record. So anyway, um, let me grab these records we're playing. Pete Seeger. Uh, <laughs> That's a pretty dark number, huh? Uh, that was uh, The False Night Upon the Road, uh, Pete Seeger. Uh, before that, we had The Youngbloods doing Darkness, Darkness. We had um, uh, Creedence Clearwater Revival doing, I think it was um, Sinister Purpose. Talking Heads, Cross-Eyed and Painless. From the Get Your Yaya's out, Rolling Stones, uh, Sympathy for the Devil, uh, uh, War, The War, <laughs> War, uh, Slipping in the Darkness. That's uh, I like that long version. Cat uh, Stevens, uh, Peace Train, Frank Zappa from the Hot Rats record, uh, Willie the Pimp, Stevie Wonder, uh, Don't You Worry About a Thing, Donna Summer. Uh, uh, I feel love. That's a song. I mean, if you if you listen to that headphones, that's just a that's a masterpiece, man. That is Bob Dylan from Blood on the Tracks, Idiot Wind, and we opened up with XTC. Dear God, dear God, sorry. A segment we do on this uh, on this uh, radio show. Uh, by the way, we're always looking for dough, right? Um, come through the website, and you have the opportunity. We're, we're, we're we pay our dues, but you know the <laughs> we've got we've got very little uh, very little is happening right now um, as far as uh, at Twenty First in Florida. So if you come there and you think of GoFundMe thing. But a segment is called uh, Rise from the Basement because it's no lie in the basement. We're miles apart. No surprise, going to rise from the basement. What it is, it's a uh, home record. It's any style, any genre. Just has to be recorded where you live, where you sleep, basically where you sleep. So people uh, send in recordings that they made at their house. So, um, hold on, I I talked everything out, man. I even talked the computer out. That's like embarrassing. Uh, let's see, secret coach. Turn your head, please. All right. This is um, this is Lance Haugen, H A U G A N. He's from Decatur, United States. The song is called "It's Like More Than That." Dig this. Look for Lance Haugen. Got that up. I'm touching this. Has accepted my request. Processing. See if I am worthy. Hey, 
XX, I see red. Uh, we're going back to the basement. This is Mute Diver, M-U-T-E Diver. Uh, they're out of Miami. This song is called Fortitude. Uh, let's see, I already had all the, the parameters set as they should be. The dots are going. This accepted our request. Fortitude, this is Mule Diver. If you dig this, here we go.
Yeah, that's uh, ah, that's Arrington D. Dia. Oh man. Okay, so this dude came in um, years ago into the station, and there there was a there was a cat that did a show. Um, he kind of interned, and then he did a show called Pone Pone Tones. Uh, which is really good. So look that up. There's probably some of those. He and uh, he was totally. He was a very. He was into it, and he was good at it. And he brought in this guy, Arrington D D D Dion. All right, so it's D I O N Y S O apostrophe S, and it's the. Um, he is kind of um. So look look for that, and it's called uh, Sara Naga. I guess S U A R A Naga N A G A, and that song was called uh, Iblis Altas Iblis. Going back to the basement. Uh, this is Ex <laughs> Exile Fun Funny Verse. Oh, Jesus. Uh, X-I-L-E-F-U-N-I-V-E-R-S-E. Uh, Exile Funiverse. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just, I, I'm dyslexic, so it's, those are just, it just looks like craziness to me. All uh, right, so this song is called Alto. Uh, if you dig this, look for them. This is eight hours old. This is so fresh. This is uh, song, uh, Al, Al, Alto from the, the Go Back, and, and I spelt it out. So it goes like this. Touching this. Yeah, come on. Yeah. All right. It has recepted, accepted my request, and it, it <laughs>
Yeah, that's uh, Otis Redding. Um, let's see. We're going back to the basement. This is uh, um, this is Gil G I L Kanida uh, Q A N E I D A. And uh, let me tell you a little bit about uh, whatever. It's midnight in the wilderness. From the Lost Highways, 
and the fever swamps, a new voice arises from the deep, dark south. And this is Gil Canida. The song's called Desperate Pleasures. Uh, touching that. Um, oh, Desperate Pleasures record. This is Nowhere to Go. Let's see, what else we got? We got the whole record to choose from. Man, uh, this song's called Flying Through a Hurricane. And it goes like this. Uh, touching that. Accepted my request. Uh, pause button comes, you know.
Together we're two of a kind I gotta say this I hope you don't mind I love you We're two of a
Talk with your eyes, be sure that you compromise. You're dead, you're dead, you're dead, you're dead and out of this world. Hear the unloved weeping like rain, guard your sleep from the sound of their pain. Long gone, long gone, long gone, long gone and out of this world. When you smile and it tears your face, it's time for the inhuman race. You're down, you're down, you're down, you're down and out of this world. Now your hope and compassion is gone. You sold out your dream to the world. Stay dead, stay dead, stay dead. You're dead and out of this world. Hey, thanks for doing what you got to do to do the Spin Bug Out Square. We're going to talk to you next week. Remember, be the best you can and help those you can. We race down to the sea. Next week.
You can watch if you want to. You can slap Spiegelman's behind. L-W-A-F-L-M-N-O-Y-T on Mutiny Radio. Mutiny. It's pronounced mutiny. Mutiny! It's, it's pronounced mutiny! Mutiny! Oh, my turn-offs are guys who say mutiny. Mutiny? Well, let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Oh, Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Oh, Mike Spiegelman. Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Yes, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Subscribe to our podcast. It's easy. It's L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That stands for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hey, you said it was easy to subscribe to our podcast, but it isn't so easy because you got to remember L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. So write it down. Write it write down. It down. Yeah, L-W. So- uh-huh. Let's watch. watch. A F. A full. It's not feature. L M. Okay. Uh, movie on. Movies on. And then YouTube. the one to uh, YouTube. <laughs> YouTube. Well, welcome to the show. We watch a full-length movie on YouTube with you. You listen to our podcast as we watch the movie. These are films that are on YouTube that we used to read about in books, and now we can just go to YouTube and see. So why not make a podcast and talk over the movie? Uh, Carl, we uh, also have – I just want to stress how great your uh, YouTube channel, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T, is, Thank where you. you actually take our episodes and sync it up with the movie so you don't have to fumble, but yeah. .fm. MutinyRadio.fm, please contribute. Go to Venmo and throw in some money at Mutiny Radio. Carl, what is the movie we are watching this week? Today we are watching Rented Lips, 1988. Rented Lips, which has nothing to do with the film, 1988. Wait a minute. Can I tell you that it's the most repulsive title I think we've ever done? (laughs) Out of all the movies we've done, we've done over 400. This one has probably the worst movie title. I'm not even going to repeat it. Yeah, well, the thing is, when I read, when you told me rented lips, I was thinking like lip service, like you hire a lawyer to speak your on your behalf. But no, it's a pornography film named Rented Lips. Right, because they rent the lips. Anyway, so let's, uh, all right, so go ahead, uh, type in Rented Lips, full movie, 1988. And uh, who is uh, hosting this? Casey Robertson. Casey with the C. Casey Robertson, like you robbed a son. Robert Sun. Oh, that's horrible. What a way to start our show. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and subscribe. No, I can't. I'm uh, watching this uh, at full disclosure on Microsoft oh. Skype. All uh, right, I'll have to subscribe for you. He's doing fine in the subscriber count. I noticed uh, 2.2K. That's yeah, good, right? Yeah. That is good. All right. Well, cool. We're very excited. And he posted this back in 2016. So God bless him for keeping this up, as it were. Now, look, uh, I want you to know that when we hit play after our Celebrity Comic Countdown, it's going to be like 30 seconds until something happens. It's like black on screen. And I can tell you. I can tell you going to happen. It's going to be 30 seconds of pure comedy from uh, you and me. So we'll, we better get that material going. So uh, 
We hope you click the link. We hope you hit pause and move the timer to zero, 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 because we have a celebrity comedian who's going to do our celebrity comedian countdown. Yes, CCC. And uh, when they say go, you hit the go, the triangle button. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Celebrity Comic Countdown with Yousef Goff. Yousef Goff, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much, Carl. Thank you for having me. Uh, Carl and I, we have a great mic at the reserve. It's on a little bit of a hiatus right now. We, uh, I don't know if Carl wants to tell you guys why or not. But hiatus. Yeah, we're corona <laughs> cautious here. But once we're, we're free, we're going to have that mic going every Tuesday in Elmwood Park. Hit up either Carl or my, uh, myself for more information. And also check out my podcast, Pissed Off, available everywhere if you'd like to hear a normal, uh, not normal, a local New Jersey comic just get very angry at a lot of things. That's right. The podcast, uh, so, Pissed Goff, G-O-F, Pissed Goff. Yeah. Uh, so that being said, I think it's a good time to start this. What about you, Carl? Okay, yeah, we are watching Let's a Robert Downey Sr. picture called Rented Lifts, and count us down, you set. All right, everybody, ready to start in three, two, one, go. All right, blue screen, I'm ripping. Here's my first joke. Uh, IBM screen of blue screen of, oh, wait, hang on, it says, oh, I have a different angle, it says play. Oh, you ever hate putting on a VCR and it's, first 30 seconds is black I mean, come on what for why do it why do it either it's gonna work or you're gonna get eaten by my vcr am i right yeah that? oh my oh, god you said 30 seconds of hilarity uh i did i, I promised 20 laughs per minute yes it's 20, 20 laughs, laughs per minute, minute. Tw- that fish burger fish 20 laughs a minute. oh man oh, this is warning oh. Yes, what is it, sir? Oh, any commercial use? Wow, look yeah. at those commercial graphics. I've got to get a I've computer. Got a secret. I got to, I got to get power shot. Is that what it's called? Okay. Vista organization. I don't know what that means, but Vista produced this. Uh, uh, yeah. And put it out. They can't right. call themselves the Vista organization without you getting suspicious. <laughs> okay, what we're seeing right now is documentary footage. What we're establishing is that Martin Mull is uh-huh. a documentary filmmaker along with his good buddy Charlie Schlater, who's Dick Sean. I love Dick Sean. Is he funny in this movie? Uh, I'm very good with my Dick Sean. I pronounce things correctly. Oh, your Dick Sean is, uh, is impeccable. <laughs> um, he is, uh, is he funny in this film? He's trying. And, um, this was the last film he ever did. He died in 87. So. Well, you know how he died, right? It's a famous story. Tell me. He died on stage. Mm-hmm. He was performing, I, and he died on stage. Of a heart attack? Of? I, you know, I, I. A stroke? I you after the second paragraph. No, okay. yeah, I think he had a heart attack. Okay. I should know this better. Listen, when he pre- he performed stand-up on stage for over 35 years, uh, nightclubs uh, around the world, and he had this award-winning one-man stage show called The Second Greatest Entertainer in the Whole Wide World. But check this out. Uh-huh. He had this very unique opening. When the audience entered the theater, 
and they milled around and found their seats. There was like a, a, a pile of bricks on the stage, in the center of the stage, just a pile of bricks. And when the, the one-man stage show began, it turns out that Sean was under those bricks. He just sort of stands up and shocks everybody. Welcome to the show. <laughs> that is some heavy symbolism. I mean, really heavy. Those bricks, they really just like, it gets, it's heavy. They were heavy, those bricks. But the thing is that he had to have complete concentration, breath control, because the slightest sure. movement, the bricks would ruin the surprise. They would fall off. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. If you're sitting there breathing, <laughs> you can knock a brick off your stomach. It's, and then it's everyone the looks and says, hey, there's a guy under there. And that wreck. What a rookie. That's yeah. a rookie mistake. Oh, we're now, getting closer. This is the Bart, yeah. right? Written by Martin Mull. So he is responsible. Uh, right. Robert Downey Sr. did not write this piece of trash. Uh, he did. Now, look, as far as his writing goes, he's trying. He's trying. Yeah. You could see where the jokes should be funny. We should say this is directed by Robert Downey uh, Sr. Sr. And he made two movies that I can't see. So ever since then, I've been punishing Carl by watching any movie of his we could find. <laughs> well, Greaser's Palace is as far as you've gotten. And that also had Robert Downey Jr. in it. Well, here is that Robert Downey Jr. right there? It looks, mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. Right over his shoulder? Nope. No? That was Charlie like him, Slater, right? his partner, who will die a, a year later. Now, Charlie Slater, was he Roger Rabbit? I don't know. I don't think yeah. so. Right. Okay, so this established that he's a documentary filmmaker and he's a really good friend with Charlie Slater, his business partner. Who's going to die? Well, <laughs> nobody knows it. So he finds an arrow in the road, and I'm unclear. I thought this was his brother in the show. This is a guy who is definitely an African, a Native American, and he always plays the Native American. Michael Horst. I saw him in That's the credits. right. Yeah. Now, he's not talking right now just because he's just a little horse. <laughs> he's a big horse. <laughs> now, he was in Twin Peaks. Yeah, sure. As an American Indian. Uh, he was in The Touch of Untouchables uh -huh. as yeah. a Native American. Huh. <laughs> he was in... The Legend of the Lone Ranger, his first movie as Tonto in 81, as an African-American. He was in Passenger 57, House of Cards, Untouchables television series. All He only played up. Oh, there she is, Lassie's so, mom. Oh, wait, so you're against the horseplay. You're against horseplay then <laughs> when it comes to acting. Don't play horse in the house. <laughs> yeah. Oh, now, so there's... Yeah. This is Lost in Space Mother, and it's Lassie Mother. It's June Lockhart. And in my opinion, she's looking terrible. Well, I mean, this is an easy role for her. She just needs to stumble out of this trailer and uh, go to the set, <laughs> you know, maybe fix a robe. You think they had a trailer? <laughs> Basically, what's happening now is... Why aren't you finding a girl and getting married? Why are you a filmmaker? You haven't worked a real day of work in your whole life. Does he live with his mom? Yes. <laughs> and so does the Indian brother who's come home. Oh, right. But he has his own teepee set up. So that's been established. <laughs> he's essentially homeless and he wants to keep that up even though he's living at home. 
Well, yeah, he could do it, but but finally get something to eat. He says, we're going to do a documentary about American Indian farming techniques. That's what they were all jazzed up about. As soon as this aluminum thing is done, and it is done. Now, Dick Slater's saying, when are we going to do a real movie? A movie that makes money? A movie with the story? A movie with the plot? And, um, you know, Martin Mull is resisting. He loves the documentary. Yeah. Now, did Martin Mull, like, was, like, telling his best friend, Robert Downey Sr., like, Here, here's my script. I want you to take it to heart. <laughs> I guess. I mean, oh, by the way, I should have told you, the house that he just went into, his house throughout this film, it's the house in A Christmas Story, 1983. Same oh, house. get out of here. Yeah. yeah. That's classic. Now, look at their movie screen. This is, this is a... Um, uh, like a cable access channel, Ooh, and their like movie that. screen is like painted on the the you know the uh, loading dock garage door. Oh, they got some movie seats. See, <laughs> it's this is a movie where the audience, movie audience is watching us, the movie audience. I love films like that. Yeah, pop eats itself. Oh, here we go. All right, fellas, we are the finest entertainment when it comes to projected images on uh, garage doors. <laughs> Basically, he's telling us all the shows that we're going to see, and he's trying to be funny. Those guys are not digging it. Uh, so is this like uh, uh, they're a public access television channel, and they mm -hmm. show documentaries like Martin Mole stuff? Right. Oh, there is Martin Mole. So he's waiting to see if he's... Uh, it's aluminum. Pure aluminum. I'm sure that when Mike Martin Mull was at his typewriter going tap, 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 he's like, this is gold. It's yep. ductility. And then we'll show a dock. Right. Well. You know, it's a collaboration. It's not just the writer. I mean, surely the uh, director will edit and uh, mm -hmm. tighten my material. Mm -hmm. Nah. This director, I mean, he is not good, but he is passionate. He always... Okay, so they say, listen, come to my office, all right? I got to talk to you both. Apparently, he's shooting this movie. Let's call it an art film with naked people. Wink, wink, wink. And the director killed himself. They've oh. got 12 days left to shoot. And he wants them to shoot. Now, of course, Art, who's like, let's make a real film, is like, sure, no problem. And Martin is resisting. We were going to make the Indian farming documentary. Looks like, yeah, but the opportunity fell into their lap. And what a sexy lap that right. is, I guess. Ah. Yeah. How come two people dislike this movie on YouTube? It's really good so far. <laughs> Was the two me? Both, yeah, right. both times I, mean, I watched it. <laughs> uh, one of the great things I enjoy about this show is that poor Carl really does research these films and watches <laughs> these films multiple times before I just kind of half-ass it. Well, you're the audience. An audience I is a the theater and just say entertain me. So it makes And listen, full disclaimer as an audience member, I'm still engaged. <laughs> Good. Yeah.
It's like I'm watching a movie that has a setup in the beginning and a storyline. I'm really looking forward to this Robert Downey Jr. movie. Now, this is Shelley Berman, by the way, and he's making a deal with Martin Mull. He's like, if you finish my naked-ass art film, then you can use the same cast and crew to make your Indian documentary. Well, that's great. They have a deal. But the thing is, Martin Mull's kind of pushed into it. I mean, it really sounds like a porno to him. And, you know, Charlie Slater's like, we got to make money. We haven't done anything. We've been partners 15 years. He's like, do you want your parking tickets validated? And Martin Mull's <laughs> like, we ride the bus. Parking tickets. Now, do you remember we saw The Jerk 2? And right. in that, there was that tall guy who was Big Enos in uh, Smoking and the Bandit. Yeah, that's right. Uh, let's see, what's his name? Uh, 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 John. Was it Will Enos? John Williams? <laughs> he will show up for two seconds in this film. He was the original director. We'll only see him on screen. Um, Pat McCormick. Pat McCormick. His Pat name McCormick. is Oh, this is a good one. This is um, Eileen Brennan, and you'll know her face. All right. Do you know her? Well, I haven't seen her face yet. Oh, Mike, what minute are you on? Uh, I'm at nine minutes, Carl. No, I'm kidding. I'm at uh, 11.42. Yeah, we're way off. Where okay. are you? Tell me 12.25. Tell me when you get to 12.25. How can right. it be, Mike? How, How can possible? it be? How, can it How be? is it possible? How is it possible? How can it be? How can it be? It can't. It's just not possible. The whole premise of the show is that we give it time and we all watch it. How, it's not even possible. 12.25. All right. I'm on 12 right now. Maybe we need back the uh, master of descending numerals. Maybe there's something about his countdown that made us in sync. No, whoever did the Celebrity Comedian Countdown in the CCC today did a great job. Okay. Good. I'm a big fan of their work. I am a big fan of whoever did that countdown. Okay, so I'm at 20, 21, 22, <gasps> 23, 24, 25. All right, I okay. see. Okay. Now, that is Eileen Burr, um Brennan. Yes, and she, I mean, you should know her face. I mean, she, oh, actually, this is interesting. She was in Beware the Blob. Uh, no, she wasn't. <laughs> Damn it. She should have been. She should have been in Beware. <laughs> Damn it. She would have been great in it. Well, I mean, she used to be a regular on Laughing for a small time, and um, she was in Murder by Death. And Oh, yeah. You should know her face. She, I know her. Yeah. I don't know that hairstyle she's rocking. Look at the tidal wave. <laughs> it, it's the 88, you know? The 50s were oh, uh, doing on. a yeah, retro just... 50s thing. Oh, you this is funny. She it. was in Cheaper by the Dozen, and all her scenes were deleted. <laughs> okay, we're meeting the cast now. We met the assistant director, and now right. we will meet... You know, the porn actors. Right. And I got to say that, um, you know, Robert Downey Jr. does a good job in this film. He is funny. He's the only funny thing about this film. There he is. Yeah, I see him. Ooh, he's starting to make it. 
Look at those tits. See that? Yes, yes. I see you too. <laughs> that is the very famous starlet um, who would, uh, Edie Williams, who was married to uh, Russ Meyer and was on all his films. Oh, wow. And she replaced uh, Valerie Perrine, who was going to be in this. Well, yeah. Oh, Valerie Perrine, who we've seen in Mr. Billions. And, yeah. Uh, Cannonball uh, Run. Cannonball Run, of course. I keep liking that. And, of course, Cuckoo's Nest is what we but always say. Valerie would not have had her tits out like that. So I'm no. glad that we have Edie. Yeah. Well, she's done it before. Oh, yeah, she's done it throughout her whole career. She was in Playboy in 73, a full-color spread, then done by her husband, Russ, Russ Meyer, at the time. Wow, so that was, what, 13, 15 years ago? Uh, they divorced. No, I mean, I'm talking about. Yes, 73, right. Yeah. Um, she, Williams continued acting, mainly appearing in films which involved nudity. <laughs> Look, do you see the Coke on the uh, on the porn set? No, I, I missed that, and I've seen this movie three times. This is four. It was a pull tap. Oh, listen to this Robert Downey Jr. He's pretty funny. He he just does a good job in this film, and he's the only shining light uh, gotcha. in this film. And also, this was a very big time in his career. I'm sure that if it wasn't his father, he wouldn't have, you know. What was been... he in 1988? 1988, right? So. Well, okay. He had just done Weird Science in 85. He had done Less Than Zero in 87. He was considered a member of the Brat Pack, even though he wasn't really. He was famous. So uh, when, when did he? When was he in SNL? Uh, Saturday Night Live. Right. That was also the '80s. That didn't work out, but I think it was the cast. Um, let's see, where was he? It's not jumping out. I'll tell you soon. Uh, now. Um, now we're going to see, for two seconds, uh, we'll see Pat McCormick, and then he goes away. Uh, oh, yeah. Too bad. Pat McCormick, I think, was an undeveloped – there he is. Oh, yeah. This guy is, he really was a comedic talent. You saw him in The Jerk, too, and I don't know. He should have become a pretty big star. He was in Scrooge. Uh, he was under in Under the Rainbow. He was in History of the World, Part 1. Right around now, he started to go away and not be in things. But in my opinion, the uh, movie world uh, didn't, uh, he could have been a very funny, huge comedic star. It doesn't sound like a guy that's been in like every Shiner, every uh, like mm -hmm. roast. Yes. Yeah. Okay, now we're meeting the bad guy. 
and you can right. see the big cross that is his desk. He is uh, a, uh, like a reverend. And um, let's see here. Kenneth Mars, Reverend Farrell. You know his face. He was in Mel Brooks films. He was in The Producers. He was in uh, Young Frankenstein. He was in What's Up Doc. He was in Radio Days with Woody Allen. He's sure. a pretty well-known guy. Oh, this guy is on Bob Newhart. And he's with Shelley Berman again. Oh, very cool. This guy is like, uh, his name's Jack Riley. He's like an auditor for uh, taxes. And right now he's preaching his oath to stay and, you know, his integrity, his legitimacy. And the guy goes, well, why don't I cut you in for half of my action? And he goes, fine, shred that document. He just flips. Oh, so that's, but that's funny. Yeah. He was in Theodore Rex. You love that film. I do love Theodore Rex. That's when Whoopi Goldberg gets to be a cop and her cop buddy is a talking dinosaur. <laughs> That's right. That's on YouTube. Yeah, luckily it was a herbivore, so it never... Yeah, he never ate Whoopi. Like, that right. was the big fear I had because I had just saw Carnosaur. And I'm like, Whoopi, the last thing you need to do is be a cop buddy with a mm -hmm. Carnosaur. But it wasn't. It was a talking dinosaur. Mm-hmm. What a premise. What a premise! Okay, oh, so... Here is Mars again, and what we're learning is he might – Kenneth Mars, a oh, reverend Farrell, might say he's a man of God, but he's really a pervert. We'll later okay, so find out that he makes porno movies. It seems like so all over the place, right? Like we, we went from Martin Mull to uh, – Well, no, it's Mars. all going along. Martin Mull, he's like, finish my porno film. The, the reverend doesn't want him to make a porno film. He wants to be on the air on public access. These two brothers, they're twins, and they had just a tiny little bit of acting. Um, right. One of them was in uh, – he was the catcher in Major um, League of Your – no, Major League Two and Major League. The Cleveland Indians rookie catcher. That was his big movie. Uh, and out of that, uh, he and his, his uh, brother did some films. So let's see here. Mad About You, 1989. Tour of Duty, 1987. <laughs> but the best part is they're hassling uh, Shelley Berman. Now, he's a comedian, and yeah, he's no, been sure. a professor. But we know him from Beware the Blob. Who's that for? I don't remember him. <laughs> was I he do. the barber? I do. Yeah, yeah, and that was a good scene. Yes, he was the barber in Beware the Blob. He was in Meet the Fockers. He was in The Holiday with Cameron Diaz. He was Don't Mess with the Zohan. But he's yeah. been at the University of Calif Southern California for 20 years uh, teaching comedy writing. Another Fires Club uh, roaster. Yeah. Okay, now Martin Mull is continuing to try to talk his way out of this film, and uh, Charlie Slater is like, come on, let's let's do this thing. I only have a year to live. Um, wait, why, wait, where did that come from? What? He only has a year to live? Well, in real life, he doesn't know it. 
Okay, he didn't say that. <laughs> Mario Ball, I don't really like the script where the screenplay is sick. Trust me, trust me on this. You have one year to live. Your character. <laughs> that was a little rainy. Yeah, and I don't know why this is supposed to play, take place in, in uh, Southern California, so why? It rains. It, okay. All right. It's just that if you're shooting a movie and it rains in one of your nights of shoot, you need to have the continuity set up so they can cover it a little bit wet. That's all. Okay. Good point. Good point. Which they didn't. Okay. Even better point. I blame that on uh, Senior. Uh huh. Okay. Now, uh, Lassie's mom is real happy because she has met a girl. A girl who's perfect for Martin Mull. And Martin Mull's like, Ma, I just want to go to sleep. It's been a crappy day. I'm stuck in this movie. Wait a minute. Who's Mom, who's setting me up? Lassie, is it you? <laughs> oh, now you're silent. Her name is Penny, and she's my daughter in this other TV show. Really? Well, in Lost in Space, they had Julie and Penny. God, I don't remember that much in Lost in Space. You don't? Oh, okay. oh no, there was there was Dr. Smith. He was really yeah. evil. Yeah, he, he was a bad guy. Warning, warning, you suck, Smith. <laughs> I wrote